Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hey guys, welcome to the Dixie Dems, all part of the Lean to the Left podcast. Today we're talking politics and with me are Arthur Hill from North Carolina and Robert Thompson from Georgia. I'm a Marylander transplanted into South Carolina and together we're the Dixie Dems. Arthur is communications chair of the Brunswick County, North Carolina Democratic Party. Robert is based in Atlanta and founded Peach News Now and its opinion podcast goddamn liberals. Me, I do communications work for the Horry County, South Carolina Democratic Party, in addition to hosting this podcast and producing the Lean to the Left blog site. Now today, it's all, or at least mostly, about Georgia and the latest indictment of Donald John Trump. Welcome to Lean to the Left, home of no-holds-barred commentary, plus interviews with fascinating people, some of them top experts, others simply with interesting stories to tell. You'll never know who'll show up at Lean to the Left. Now, here's your host, Bob Gaddy. Many experts say this could be the most serious of the four separate cases in which Trump has been indicted. And I think it's just remarkable that we're sitting here today, we're talking about the President of the United States for four years, and he's been indicted in four separate criminal cases, and he's still trying to run for the presidency, and the Republicans are still supporting him. That's just crazy. But Robert, you're living the dream, pal, down there in Georgia, so can you fill us in on what's going on with those 13 charges against Trump? Yeah, let's go, Rico. The racketeering charge, this is the main charge that I'm calling her Mama Fani because I love her dearly down just across the border here in Fulton County. If you rewind a bit, District Attorney Willis, remember a number of years, she went after a number of teachers here in the Atlanta public schools with this same RICO racketeering charge, and she was successful. These school teachers at the time, they were just literally changing answers on standardized tests. And if you might remember, and if I'm not mistaken, this was a Republican plan at the time to reward teachers for better test scores. But the plan was you teach the students the knowledge, and then they take the test and they score higher. Not you go behind the students and change the answers 
and then therefore get more money. And so this same district attorney used this same Georgia statute to get those successful prosecutions. It was not just one teacher. It went to administration. There were numerous teachers. So I want to paint that picture first because a lot of people don't understand that with local Georgia politics. And that same law has been on the books. If you go back even further, this law, and I'm not a lawyer now, and I don't want to try to be one on TV or whatever, but these are all news stories everybody can look up. But this same statute has been on the books. I think up north where there are more mafias or mafia-like things around, these type of things are out there. And the laws are written to make people flip. So if you had the time to read through that 98-page indictment that landed on everybody's desktops and mobile devices this week, there were a lot of unnamed co-conspirators that were not indicted because they flipped, because the district attorney came to them and said, hey, you were in this conversation, you were in this room when it happened. Are you going to cooperate or are you not? And obviously, we see the people that did not cooperate and they're in trouble. And you have people like Mark Meadows, who is not a stranger to us here on the Dixie Dems. He was formerly a representative or senator up there in North Carolina, I believe Western North Carolina. And guess what he's trying to do? Just like his buddy Trump, he wants to push this case to a federal court because he thinks he has a better chance. You don't do that if you're thinking you're going to lose the case in Georgia. So it's a strong case, 98 pages. And there are obviously other charges that go under this racketeering, but this is a, as she says, a criminal enterprise. It was more than just Georgia. Before we were waiting for the charges to come out, I was curious how she was going to go after what happened in middle and South Georgia and coffee. Uh, that didn't apparently matter. She went straight after them, and they are all included in this Fulton County indictment. I think they have to drive up 75 and to the Fulton County Jail and get their mugshot, just like everybody else, because they decided to not play by the rules here. Game on. As you see behind me, let's go Rico. I also made a joke this week. There is a Latino song, at least from the 80s or 90s, Rico Suave by Gerardo. That may be the new Latino for Trump theme song, Rico Suave. So game on. You know, that they have dug this puddle and they've got to get themselves out of it. These are grown, rich, white men, and they've got to get themselves out of this that they put themselves into. Well, it looks to me like they're in deep shit trouble. And according to what I've been reading, prison time is almost certain for those convicted in Georgia, because according to the Georgia Criminal Code, if you're convicted of conspiring to solicit a public official to violate the oath of office, which is what's going on here, Trump would face a minimum, at least one year mandatory prison sentence. And he can't pardon himself if he's convicted because it's a state case. So yeah. If you see the indictment, it's called a, quote, serious felony. Now, again, I'm not an attorney. I've also heard an, another opinion that this may, may be able to be served on some kind of probation. I don't know. That is a long way away from now because of, we know what Trump does and all this legal wrangling that he's going to try to pull out. 
But yeah, we'll see. You've got MSNBC. They are doing live via satellite from the Fulton County Jail. It's made in Georgia. It was known to be a little Hollywood in Georgia, but they're going to be spending a lot of time around the, the Fulton County Jail when this writer strike's going on. Oh, man. Yeah, the way I understand that pardon mechanism in Georgia is, number one, the person seeking a pardon has to have served his full term, whatever that is. And then he has to wait five years beyond that before he can appeal to the state board of the state parole board to get a pardon from them. So it's not from the governor and it's not from some elected politician. It's from part of the state bureaucratic structure that Trump or anybody else has to go to to get a pardon. It's the way I understand it. Hey, Robert, do you think that there'll be an effort to give the governor the power to pardon Trump? The climate that I see here, I don't think so. Kemp does not seem to have the appetite for it at all. I believe there was a tweet that went out. I, I just saw it flash across the screen that said the election was not stolen. We have more important things to worry about to move forward. Kemp understands that this Republican ship is sinking. Remember, he did not go to the Georgia Republican conference that was in Columbus. Speaking of, the one of the co-conspirators that is named in this indictment, he is the chair of the Georgia Republican Party right now. I don't know how much longer that's going to be. And he knows this ship is sinking with longer than a 40. Oh, yeah. Jeff Duncan, the same thing. Burt Jones is another interesting. A lot of people found why was Burt Jones? Because he was actually one of the folks that signed his name as one of these fake electors. There is another investigation that suddenly spurred up right after he did not show up in the indicted list. So stay tuned. I do want to point out that those two gentlemen, Burt Jones and also a Gwinnett Republican state senator, Sean Still, whoever is going to run against them or whoever is in those districts, hurry up and name your names because Burt Jones and Sean Still, you do not have a very good chance of rewinning your election. And in Georgia, both state House and state senators, they must run every two years, even in their gerrymandered districts. I sense that there, there may be a tipping point. We may be approaching a tipping point here inside the Republican Party. Robert, you pointed out what, what Kemp, where Kemp stands right now. And I think a lot of Republicans across the country who had only professed their concerns about Trump privately and stayed away from the public outcry are now rethinking their positions. And then you have the former vice president of the United States just admitting that the Georgia election was legal and, and that he had no, that Pence had no role in declaring it any other way on January the 6th. He just said that in a speech. So he's just setting a path that, that others may follow. And I think I kind of sense that maybe among the rank and file, there's a there's a growing belief that the Republicans are not going to win if they stick with Trump. I think that's a distinct possibility now. If the ship is above water, it is barely above water. I, it's taken on water horribly. And how it's staying above water, I don't know. It seems to me that the lieutenant governor in Georgia, too, has shown some integrity with what he said. He said that GOP voters should hit the reset button. And he said, to think that we are going to stand behind somebody that's in that level of trouble times four is ridiculous. And he was one of those state officials that Trump contacted trying to get him to reverse the election loss. It seems like what you say is true, Robert. The atmosphere 
is not conducive to showing leniency to Trump in Georgia. Is that is that true? What I'm waiting for, it, it, I'm sure you gentlemen remember the show Matlock back from the 80s and 90s. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So if you might remember, there was a courtroom on the, it always showed in the opening credits of Matlock. I'm waiting for the motion for these cases to be tried in that fake courtroom. And I believe that court that courthouse was actually a church, if you go and do the research. And and how many lawyers has are all these folks are they're gonna um somebody may need to try to find Ben Matlock to see if they can hire him. But I understand that he's being recast now as Kathy Bates. But that probably has been on hold with the the writer's strike. Good luck. That's a lot of lawyers. Lawyers are not cheap. And uh, they're going to have to hire something bigger than a courtroom to trial these people. The writer's strike play into this, Robert. Because you've got reality TV. The, that's where Trump does his best work is on reality TV, firing everybody. Yeah. Uh, he fires a lawyer a week. And again, Georgia is mini Hollywood here with all these tax credits that Republicans are giving away. And that's all on hold right now, too. So in other words, the fact that there's a writer's and TV shows are having to move towards reality TV because they don't have anybody to do the writing, right? (laughs) That's actually playing into this case? Yeah, it's reality TV. Just turn on MSNBC. And if you want the alternate facts, you just go over to Fox News. And the other thing to consider here, Robert, is Trump needs money. Trump needs money to pay his his legal bills. And he made a lot of money as a TV star before. And there's no reason why he couldn't negotiate a deal to become a TV star again by starring in this reality show that you're talking about creating and then making millions of bucks in the process that he can use to, to pay off his lawyers. After the rank and file, the Republican Party gets tired of making $5 contributions for the same reason. Can they get TV crews in federal prisons or state prisons? <laughs> it's a new training program. <laughs> a new training program. Hey, did you guys hear about this ad that Trump's campaign has come out with already, attacking the three prosecutors that have charged him with felonies, as well as Letitia James in New York? No. I can yeah. imagine. It's a nasty ad. It came right out just the other day, and they must have had it. They must have had it in production, waiting for the indictments to come down so they could release it. But more than half of it focuses on Fannie T. Willis. And according to the Washington Post fact checkers, three of the four claims made in the ad about Willis are false. And so that's just another, they're just using this thing to, as best they can, to turn public opinion for Trump, because that's about all he's got, it seems to me. He he has to his own alternate facts, that there's no other way he can explain anything anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he's got nobody but himself to blame for all of this. And uh, But I will give him a little bit of credit, begrudgingly, for having the ability to what we politely say is is make silk out of a sow's ear by converting the charges against him to to an appeal for money and manipulating the charges so that it becomes a political issue rather than a judicial issue. And I just wonder how long it's going to be before one of the judges in one of these four cases says, enough, shut up. You can't talk about it anymore. You already can't talk to the witnesses. 
to your fellow co-defendants. Now you can't talk to the public either. And then what happens? Then there's going to be a whole series of new motions filed by Trump lawyers saying that his First Amendment rights are being violated. And I have to go through that and they'll stall some more. And I will give him a little credit for not being stupid and making the best that he can of a bad situation. I'm actually going to counter something to what you just said. He was hugely stupid for getting off of Twitter, now known as X, and getting off of Facebook. I understand he wanted to buy his own platform and build it, but that was hugely stupid. Wasn't the he only kicked off of Twitter? That, but he's back on because his buddy owns it now, but yeah. he doesn't use it because yeah, right. he wants to build his own platform. That right. was hugely stupid because the only people on that platform are his followers and his followers continue to shrink. And that was immensely stupid for him to continue to do that. And again, that, that's another thing. It's only going to continue to hurt him. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. I didn't say he was smart in anything else. I just said I just gave him, begrudgingly gave him credit for his manipulation of, of the charges. But you're right. Oh, he's going to constantly keep griping about the same thing over and over again. But that, that is a huge downfall for him trying to market himself only on his own stuff. Um, uh, he, he's an old man, and you, you, uh, you cannot teach an old dog new tricks. I don't know. I'm an old dog. I keep learning new tricks every day. Yeah, but we're, I think we're a little smarter. Yeah. You're an exception, Bob. You're an exception. Yeah, you know what? Hey, I read in the Washington Post today, which is my go-to source of information, in case people don't know that. It says Trump faces stricter bail conditions. The state has stricter laws governing the conditions of release. Bail can be granted only if there is no significant risk of intimidating witnesses or otherwise obstructing the administration of justice. That's according to George's witness intimidation law. Now, Trump's been known to attack judges and witnesses, the Post points out, including uh, Pence, his former vice president, on his true social platform that you've just been talking about, Robert. He warned in early August after his D.C. arraignment Quote, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. So now, how does all that play in the event that it comes down to bail? Because if this witness intimidation law is enforced, seems to me that the guy's got to go to the clink. It's very ironic to say that because Republicans in Georgia, they push back against the cash bail issues here in Georgia. Democrats in Georgia wanted to change bail procedures in Georgia, and Republicans said, no, <laughs> if you are broke, you still got to pay that bail here in Georgia. Throw the book at his ass. These are your buddies that want to keep your ass in jail. Now, when we come back, we'll talk about what happens to the reputations of people who line themselves up with Trump. Seems like pretty much they're in the toilet. I was happy to see that all these wackos got indicted along with Trump, like Giuliani and that nutcase Willis. What's her name? Jetta Willis? Yeah, and Sidney Powell. Sin and Sidney Powell. Yeah. Another North, North, North Carolina native, by the way. You know, <laughs> somewhere out at FEC.gov, if somebody has the time to go and look through all of those receipts, there are receipts somewhere 
from Trump's PAC over to Sidney Powell and these other lawyers, you can actually add up how much money it took for them to sell their souls. Huh. That would be interesting. That would be interesting to know. The reputations of people who associate themselves with Trump continues to deteriorate or disappear from existence altogether. Do you have a good reputation as a lawyer or a good reputation as any kind of a vendor, a baker, a chef, a brick mason, anybody, and you sign a deal to go do something with Trump, you get out of it with dirt all over you and your reputation is shot. And it's just the opposite of the Midas touch with this guy. And some people go to jail as a result. And yeah, and that too. Yeah. And your law license. Rudy has lost his law license. Two or three other attorneys that have tried to represent have lost, lost their law license. Oh, it, to mind, to me, the all these nutcases that are running for the Republican nomination for president. And really what they're trying to do is say to Trump, hey, pick me for VP. I'll be your VP candidate. Why are they doing that? Do they want to end up in, in tainted like all these other people? The one thing they think it'll do to get them 10 more votes. Yeah. I guess the way they're trying to position themselves is to not blast Trump for any wrongdoing, but to just say the charges aren't true and hope that the the Republican base won't take them to task for beating up on Trump, unless you're Chris Christie or something, somebody like that. But, But they don't want to be seen as supporting Trump as a candidate. Yeah. Uh, so what they do is they just attack the charges and hope that they can slide by with that and not offend the Trump base. But the problem is the Trump base is not going to leave Trump ever. There's going to be that 35% of the Republican Party that 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 are just like they used to call, if it was Democrats, they used to call, you remember Yellow Dog Democrats? Oh, yeah. They used to call them Yellow Dog Democrats because they were going to be Democrats and they were going to vote Democrat no matter what happened. These are Yellow Dog Republicans, and they're never going to change their mind. They're going to be they're going to they're going to be Trumpers to the end. I don't know why more of the candidates can't say, "Look, you need me. You don't need Trump. We don't need to burden ourselves." And some of them are. I'll give them credit, but the most of them are not. Most of them are just following this other path, this other strategy, which I think is crazy. Hey, did you guys did you guys see I'll what said? Guess which Republicans have changed their mind? The ones that were following Ron DeSantis. Oh, you mean following him in the standings, you mean? Yeah, he's, he's dropping in the poll. Yeah, well, yeah, he's going nowhere. Yeah. Did you guys see did you guys see what Jenna Ellis actually said after the indictments came down? She said she she sent out a do we call it an X or is it still a tweet? Which is it? I think that the media is still calling a tweet. Okay, a tweet. All right, so she sent out a tweet. And she said, the Democrats in the Fulton County DA are criminalizing the practice of law. Then, the next sentence was, I am resolved to trust the Lord and I will simply continue to honor, praise, and serve him. Now, what hell, how does that connect to a defense against these charges. I don't Uh, know. If I were a lawyer and I had to use that as a defense, I'd be scared. (laughs) Some tweeter followed up on that. Yeah. 
It said, quote, the Lord will protect you as well as he protects us from gun violence. <laughs> I wanted to bring up, I've been checking into it lately. There's a show, it's in four seasons now called The Righteous Gemstones. Have you might have heard of it? Called The What? The Righteous Gemstones. Okay, uh -uh, I haven't heard of it. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's set in Charleston, South Carolina, so it's within our purview. But uh, John Goodman is a televangelist and one of the lead characters. And I highly recommend if you're bored to check it out. you got four seasons to catch up on. Okay. So are we betting that Trump is going to have his mug, mugshot taken? He has to. Otherwise, he is fleeing arrest. And then they're going to, I guess, go to New Jersey. Because isn't it ironic that it, Florida is too hot for him in the summer, that he has to be in New Jersey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hot in New Jersey, too. The thing about his mugshot, it's ironic to me because... Trump actually, apparently, according to the New York Times, contacted the governor of, was it, South Dakota? Is that where Mount Rushmore is, in South Dakota? Contacted the governor and asked how it could be that his picture, that his image could be added to Mount Rushmore, along with the other four presidents, Jefferson, Washington, who else is on there? Lincoln. Yeah, anyway, the four famous presidents that are on Mount Washmore. Trump thought he should be there. Now, I guess they could use his mugshot as the likeness for that, right? <laughs> that would be a good place to start. I, come start. on, the guy, what an ego. Holy mackerel, the guy thought that <laughs> as much of a crook as he is, that he should be on Mount Rushmore along with Jefferson and Roosevelt and... Lincoln and man, amazing to me. Anyhow, let's go, Rico. <laughs> let's go, Rico. All right. So, what else is happening, you guys? I want to talk about some of the unintended or one of the unintended consequences of all this activity. And that is this no labels party. I've been following that. We're interested in North Carolina for two reasons. Number one, one of the founding members of the No Labels Party, which is actually a national party now, is Pat McCrory, who is a former governor of North Carolina and who was responsible for the bathroom bill that, that we went through a few years back. He was a Republican congressman and he pretty much lost, lost his bid for re-election because of his support for the bathroom bill. And then, and then he decided he wanted to run for the Senate in the last cycle as a Republican, and Trump wouldn't endorse him. He endorsed Ted Budd, who wound up winning the election and is sitting in the U.S. Senate now. I guess Pat McCrory got pissed off, and, and he went off and he co-founded this No Labels Party, along with the likes of Joe Lieberman and Ben Chavis, who's a prominent civil rights figure in North Carolina, and Joe Manchin. And those folks are pretty much running this party now. They have petitioned with the State Board of Elections in 10 states, and they are now going to be on the ballot in 10 states if they decide they want to run a candidate. And they haven't said who that would be, and they haven't said what would prompt them to nominate a candidate. Apparently, their convention is supposed to be in July, and, and they just got approved to be on the ballot in North Carolina for next year. The question is, what consequences does that have as far as Biden and, and Trump, assuming he's the nominee? 
And right now there's a lot of back and forth in this state on who the no label candidate would hurt the most. And, and the feeling, I think, the general consensus is that the Democrats in this state would be hurt with a no label candidate, some sort of, in theory anyway, some kind of a centrist politician that would be more appealing to a lot of voters in North Carolina than either Biden or Trump. The unaffiliated voters in North Carolina are the number of them that's larger than the Democrats or the Republicans. The Democrats and Republicans are about even, uh, and the unaffiliateds are a little bit larger. It's a big deal here in North Carolina, and it's, it doesn't augur well for President Biden, unfortunately. And I don't know, I don't know how it's going in other states. This, this North Carolina is the only southern state that where this no no label party is going to appear on the ballot. So I'm going to keep my eye out on that as time goes by. Actually, nationally, it's the same situation in terms of Republicans and Democrats versus independents. With independents actually holding a little bit of an edge over Republicans and Democrats who are fairly even in registration. Isn't that true nationally? I think it is. Yeah, I think it yeah, is. So what you're saying there that would apply to North Carolina would also, by extension, apply across the country, I would think. Or at least in the states where they're registered, to, to, where they can have their names on the ballot. Yeah. yeah. As you were describing it, I went and to the website, and they're calling it Insurance Policy 2024, which insurance to me immediately had my mind go to health insurance, but nothing under this link talks about health insurance. Everything under this link is a lot of legalese and Q&A about how they're not going to wreck the other side. I, it, this is just weird to me. I, I don't know. And they claim that they won't come up with candidates un unless there's a strong feeling among them that, that neither the Democrat or the Republican candidates are satisfactory. And since there are more, they're more focused on the conservative side of the political spectrum than, than the Democratic side, you have to believe that if they make a decision, it's going to be one that, that, that hurts Democrats and helps Republicans. But you're right, Robert, they've got no platform. They got no candidates right now. They got nobody running. They've got no base to speak of unless they're claiming the unaffiliated. But unaffiliated aren't uniform. Some of them lean Democrats, some of them lean Republican. If you look at their, if you pick a sample of independent unaffiliated voters and you look at them, you don't see uniformity anywhere in that equation. So, and I think I've said it before. I wish we had more than two political parties. I know there are libertarians. I know there's these other no label people and what and people that want to be independent. I get that. But until campaign finance in America changes, I'm sorry, there are two political parties. Yeah. And when you go to the ballot box, you need to get on one side or the other. Canada doesn't work this way. The UK does not work this way. Germany, it's a whole different ball of wax in the way they do things. But here in America, this is how things are done until the powers that be change campaign finance. There's two political parties. And I want to draw up examples of AOC in New York. She primaried a Democrat as another Democrat, and she won. She was a more progressive Democrat, and she primaried, and she's in the House of Representatives. Work within your own party. If the, Don't go out and create a whole other ball of wax or look at groups like the Indivisible Group that were campaign staffers and people like that that can work grassroots. And, and do these kind of things. Those are just my two cents and the whole thing too. And there's a whole class of voters out there right now uh, 
as we found out in 2016, that feel unattached. They don't think anybody's looking out for their best interests. And these are the blue collar voters, a lot of whom supported Trump in 2016 and still support him today. But, but they can be won back by Democrats or they can be retained by Republicans. But right now, they're a large segment of the unaffiliated group of voters that are out there that need the attention of, of certainly the Democrats, but the Republicans as well. I want to point out again what we talked about it what on the last episode, the huge win in Ohio that mm. happened. And that was just, it came down to a ballot issue. And I shared with you guys that very persuasive ad that was running in Ohio with the two folks in their bedroom. And they look over and it's the old white guy sitting in the corner. You know, ads like that are very persuasive. And obviously it worked. And we had a huge win in Ohio. And I want that there was a message thread among about seven or eight of my friends a day or two ago. And people looking, you know, that the glass is half empty. No, wait a minute. Remember, Trump did not win the popular vote the first time. Remember the first time around, he paid off Stormy Daniels so that nobody knew about Stormy Daniels that first time. Remember that Facebook was a nasty, hot, racial mess between Hillary and Trump. People don't remember this. This was 2016. And how much has changed since then? Obviously, Trump lost bad the second time. Remember that Republicans barely kept the House of Representatives. Georgia has two Democratic senators. One of them's a black man. The other one's a Jewish guy. These are huge wins that people forget about. We all have short memories. And the glasses have full folks. Keep going. <laughs> Ignore these side games and all these circuses. And remember, unemployment is unheard of right now. Three, three and a half percent unemployment. Yes, there's inflation, but it got better. People forget that it, we're bitching about people going to jail. We're not bitching about people. Yes, there are homeless people, but there are support structures out there to handle this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That there's at some point, at some point, the media has to get off the Trump bandwagon and start talking about issues that that really do affect the voters. The voters might have a they might have a secondary interest in what's going on in these indictments, and they might have misgivings about continuing to support Trump or continuing to condone his actions across the board. But that doesn't mean their issues are going to go away, and they have very personal issues. And somebody's got to start focusing attention on that. And fo and by the way, focusing attention on the accomplishments of the Biden administration and how that's had a direct impact on uh, Americans of all stripes, and how it will only continue to have that kind of direct effect, a positive effect on the economy and on the kitchen table issues facing voters today. We've got to start focusing on that again at some point and get off of just following Trump's activities with our tongues hanging out of our mouths. We've got to get back to issues. Yeah. And, and I do give Hillary Clinton credit because in the middle of all that going on Monday night, she was on Rachel Maddow. And she did not say lock him up. <laughs> yeah. What she did say was that, remember, what we have work to do still. You know, I'm giving the current administration credit and everything, but we have work to do. There are things that are getting done, but they're not sexy. And mm -hmm. people don't want to talk about them.
Mm-hmm. And it, here we are doing them. And again, as we just talked about, people are not doing it. I'll call her Mama Hillary. Basically, she was just sitting there telling us and just plain speak, not screaming, not saying lock him up or anything. But she's, I told you also. Yeah. And she did. She told us. Okay. Anybody got anything else? That's plenty for today. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I ate lunch before this. Hey, I want to know yeah. what that here shirt means. Oh, it's it's oh. an esoteric baseball shirt. Yeah, you, you remember Frank Robinson played for the Baltimore Orioles? Oh yeah, and he hit a home run in Memorial Stadium that went out of the stadium. It was just it was incredible. So yeah. they put posted a flag at the top of the stadium that right. said, and and then when they moved to Camden Yards, moved to the new stadium, that that went away. So I got this T-shirt that says here, in memory of Frank Robinson's home run. I think that is just great, given the fact that the Baltimore Orioles, yes. my favorite team, yes. uh, are kicking ass in baseball right now. And the only team that's better are the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, but that's yeah. only by one game, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> We're going to have a lot to talk about in the World Series if it comes to that. Oh, wouldn't it be yeah. something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know that. There was a T-shirt available with that here. Uh, there isn't. My son made it and gave it to me for a Christmas oh, present. Oh, really? No yeah. kidding. Yeah. yeah, It's esoteric. People ask about it say, what does that mean? <laughs> so it's a fun story. You want to know what my shirt means? Oh, rock him up. <laughs> Another original. It's written in ketchup. <laughs> See, that's a ketchup. That's a Heinz ketchup bottle. Oh, I see. So you you threw it against the wall, and that's what you got. That's exactly right. (laughs) I saw the image, this lock them up with the ketchup label on Facebook. So I did a screenshot, and I made this shirt. I think that's great. That's great. I like that. I'd like to get a T-shirt like that. (laughs) You know what? You can have one. Is it available? Sure. It's on my lean to the left. Okay. uh, Okay. Your merch. You got some merch. <laughs> yeah, I do. Back a couple of years ago, when I first started my blog site, previously known as Not Fake News, I set up a online store and I made a bunch of shirts and they're still there. Some of them are pretty stupid, but anyhow, they're still there. But I made this one and it's on there. So just go to the lean to the left swag shop at the tab at the top of the lean to the left page and to the lean to the left site website Uh, and uh, and click on it and if you have any trouble let me know i'll get it for you okay i think it's 20 bucks or something okay so uh, are you going to merch the let's go rico flag i think we need to add it to bob's store oh there you go well you guys can watch for that shirt because i will be posting it on um the Swag Shop tab on the uh, leantothelef.net website. So just give me a week or so and we'll have it ready and you guys can order it and it'll be somewhere around 20 bucks. Now one more message and I'll be right back with some closing comments, which you would not want to miss. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you'll come back on a regular basis and check out our interviews with guests on topics that I hope you find interesting, entertaining, and enlightening. Our episodes stream weekly, every Monday. 
Let your friends know about this podcast and take a minute to subscribe. Just go to podcast.leantothelef.net to subscribe, check out the upcoming interview schedule, and listen to all of our episodes. And follow us on social media, Facebook at the Lean to the Left podcast, Twitter at Lean to the Left 1, Instagram at Bob Gaddy underscore Lean to the Left, and TikTok at Lean to the Left. And you can watch the episodes at YouTube at Lean to the Left. And don't forget to visit our blog site, leantotheleft.net, where you'll find commentary on the news by some excellent writers with progressive perspectives on a whole range of topics. You can sign up as a member there, and of course, it's all free. Now, this is Bob Gaddy signing off for Lean to the Left. Thanks for sharing your time with us.